Well, hello everybody and welcome back to the Flash Podcast. This is your podcast for the upcoming CW show, The Flash, starring Grant Gunn as Barry Allen slash The Flash. And we're less than two weeks away now from the epic series premiere of CW's new hit series. And it's going to air on Tuesday night, October 7th, uh, starting October 7th, of course. It's in Central on the CW and it's an epic spin-off show from the other epic show, Arrow. I say epic a lot, but you know, epic is fun. And uh, I'm your, I'm one of your co-hosts, Andy Bufax. And if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome to the Flash Pocket. We're so happy to have you. If you're a regular listener, welcome back, fellow speedster. And with me is my, 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 my good, you know, partner in crime, Adam Holmes. How you doing today, Adam? Doing great, Andy. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. It feels like it was ages ago since you were here. Yeah, well, you know, I felt like talking up some DC TV stuff. Are you... Were you, were you thinking about bringing up with me? We'll, we'll have this conversation later. Uh, okay, okay, fine. So, guys, you know, we today, we know, this is our penultimate episode before our season finale of season zero. You know, it's been a long season. You know, 40 episodes almost. You know, this is episode 39, y'all. 39. It's epic. And, um, you know, it's, you know, having done this podcast for almost nine months, it's been nine months now, I think. Uh, yeah, about, you know, roughly nine months now. It's nine, ten months. It's been amazing to for me. And, uh, you know, it's been amazing to see how much the podcast has grown, you know, on Twitter. We're, we're, all, we're so close to getting to 5,000 followers, for example. Uh, I, I believe we're only... Less than 120 followers away from five times with guys. If we can get there before the series premiere, that would be epic. And oh my god, drinking game. Every time Andy says epic or something, take a drink. Uh, but um, no, but I I am so blessed for all the support that, that, that we received for the show and you know, seeing how everyone is so excited about Flash as well as the the whole DC TV season because this is this is DC Entertainment's biggest year ever I think when it comes to television because we have four DC television shows right now and today you know there's no character spotlight there's no comic discussion there's no movie talk or whatever D- today we're just gonna spend you know a couple minutes talking about that the the gloriness that is DC television and uh, I brought in Adam today because we're gonna you know, talk to. Uh, we can talk about every show they're doing right now, and some of the things they're doing in the future, because some things have been announced. And uh, so I thought that we could start out by talking about Fox's Gotham, which just aired their pilot a few days ago. Today is uh, Thursday, September twenty fifth, and this episode will, will, will be released on Friday, September twenty sixth. So. Uh, it's been almost, it's been five days now since it came out, four or five days ago, and uh, yeah, Adam, what did you think about the Gotham pilot? And by the way, spoiler territory: if you haven't seen Gotham yet, you're gonna want to skip the, you know until at least ten minutes forward. So now, Adam, what did you think about the pilot? You know, I'm actually still soaking it in. Um, my my history with the Gotham show has sort of been mixed. When the show first was announced. I, I was just, I was very skeptical about what it would be like because, you know, I, I've said this in my articles and I've said this to a lot of people. It's a Batman show 
without Batman. And, you know, on the surface, that, that just, it sounds weird. It just doesn't sound right. And, you know, as we've gotten more information on, you know, the story, the characters, all that, my, my feelings towards it went up and down, you know. I was happy that they were using certain villains like Penguin and even Catwoman, uh, bringing them into the show. But then there would be other times um, when I would be like, you know, is this really the, is this really what they should be doing? But but I kept an open mind, and after watching the pilot on Monday, I can safely say this this has the makings of a really good show. Like I said, I'm still soaking it in. I thought they made a really strong debut. The show was like that episode was like a movie condensed into an hour. It was a great first chapter to this reinterpretation of the Batman mythos that uh, Fox got some great actors to play these characters. And yeah, yeah, it just, it was incredible. I really liked it. Now I'm going to be completely honest. You know, when they announced this show to begin with, you know, I, I remember the night specifically, it was September 24th uh, last year because I was watching Age of Shield over at ABC, guys. It's okay to be a DC Marvel fan, remember? And I, you know, we, I just saw the pilot, you know, for the second time. I got to see it at, at Comic Con last year, so that was my second time, and it was so much fun. And you know, two, two, literally, two minutes after it aired, Deadline broke the news that they, that Fox had ordered, you know, straight to series a Gotham prequel pilot uh, series by Bruno Heller. And I, I was kind of a little bit irritated because it felt like DC was trying to, uh, you know, and this is business, so I understand that whole thing, but it felt like they were trying to take attention away from S.H.I.E.L.D. And it, it's so hilarious that they waited, only, they waited like two minutes after the show had aired uh, to announce Gotham. So I was like, at first I was kind of irritated. I wasn't very excited about it either because I was like, Batman show on TV, it's, they're just about to do a new Batman on big screen. Do they really want to do a prequel show right now? That was my, one of my initial reactions. But, you know, as the months started, you know, to, to, to progress and, de- and develop, you know, we started to get casting news and they started getting, giving, they started to give out more details about the show, especially during the TCA when they announced, you know, oh, we're going to see Catwoman, Riddler, Penguin, um, the even the Joker and so on. So it was like, wow, they're doing a lot because you know, that's when we also found out that the Fox had bought, you know, the right to use all the characters. Uh, now it doesn't mean that they own all the characters, but they have right to use every single Batman character there is. There's no restrictions, basically. Uh, that was an interesting detail. Then following, you know, what was going on, then seeing that first trailer, I was like, you know what, this looks pretty good. I, I would love to see this on a weekly basis. And sadly, I didn't get to see it at Comic-Con this summer because I was busy doing the the Arrow Flash panel. Um, no, not panels. Uh, press junkets that morning. So I wasn't able to line up for the, um, for the, the Hall H thing. But, you know, I got to see the pilot live this Monday. And you know what? I was really impressed. I was astonished by how good it was. And... Uh, I was, you know, I was excited, but as as we got closer and closer to the premiere, I was like, you know what, this looks good. This looks cool. And I agree with Adam. It's a huge cast that it, and it's a, and it's so amazing. And the, you know, it, it's it's so hard to pick out just one 
because there's so many great performers in, in this pilot, and there's so many actors that are going to be so great throughout this whole show. One of if I if I only had to pick one, I have to pick, without doubt, Robin or Taylor as, uh, Oswald Cobblepot. Like, oh my God, I like I I knew that people were like raving about him and so on and reviews and so on and, but I didn't know it was going to be that good. I thought, oh my god, it's, you know, maybe he's like Emily Bet, maybe he's like Gotham Emily Bet Ricard when it comes to playing the Penguin and so on in terms of um, you know, popularity and everything. Uh, would you agree with that, Adam? I'd agree, but uh, remember, uh, don't call him Penguin or uh, he will freak out on you. Boy, I don't care. Oh my god. And Fish <laughs> Mooney, uh, look, she, I know she's a a little bit, not over the top, but she's a little bit cheesy. But look, Theatr- I, how about theatrical? Yes, that's a that's a better word. I think she's a fun and great character. I think she is she's strong. I like it. It's a classic, you know, mobster uh, villain basically. And I think she she fits in with the show. And Jada Pinkett Smith, she's she's she nails the role. And you know, there's so you know the thing was. After the pilot had aired, the next morning, because I was going to text Adam to talk about the pilot on Sky, I texted him and all I said was, boy, and you, <laughs> and what was your response to me, Adam, in your text message? Now, now everyone, you have to remember, you got to be reading this as if it's uh, Robin Lord Taylor as uh, Oswald Colpot. My response was, you know, I don't like to be called that. <laughs> yeah, that, oh my God, it was. It was so fun. It was so fun. I was, it's like I I went around in the house the whole day quoting the pilot, especially Jada Pinkett Smith as Fish Mooney, and especially her entrance when she meets Harvey Bullock. She walk, you know, she walks with open arms. She's like Harvey. I'm like, wow, that was so. No, I was cracking up. It, but you know, I I want to give some attention to Ben McKenzie as James Gordon. Perfect casting. I this is this is a Gordon that I love to see. Just like Gary Oldman, you know, the only you know the only guy in the police for that has hope and optimism for you know a corrupt less you know, a corrupt free Gotham. And yeah, uh, exactly because you know as we know from the show, even though Bruce Wayne is in the series, he is not the main character. Yeah, and you know what? Because, I don't mind that. You know, because here's, I love yeah. Batman, but you know I love the other characters in the Batman universe. I love James Gordon. Look, I have, as you know, I have a huge crush on Huntress, especially because of the Arrow version, because, come on, just gotta go. She's, she's a beauty. She's lovely. And, uh, you know, I love Red Hood. Like, Red Hood is, for, for, for straight up, y'all, he is one of my favorite characters of all time. So, like, I love other characters aside from Batman, because look, if it's called the Batman universe, and it's not just considered of him, you have all these characters like Nightwing, Harley Quinn, and uh, Riddler, and everything. It's like there's so much character you can, like. He's he has one of the best rose gallery in comics. I'd say the best, actually. Uh, well, hey, now we can't. You know, let's not slam Spider Man or the Flash or Superman. It's a good tie between those three, yeah. But um, but yeah, because like. Obviously, with Gotham, you know, we may see a few iconic moments with Bruce Wayne, but this is a story about James Gordon and how he's rising through the ranks of the Gotham City Police Department, 
which, you know, if you've ever seen a Batman movie or if you just watched this pilot, it is so corrupt. I mean, officers on the take performing performing uh, jobs for mob bosses. It's just is one of probably the most corrupt police force of all time. And so, you know, he's this shiny knight in the forest. He has morals. He has scruples. And he's going to have to learn how to rise through the ranks and be able to make a difference in Gotham City. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I think I think McKenzie really shines as Gordon. Look, it's look, it's gonna be difficult to step into any shoes after you know, especially when it's Gary Oldman's shoes. Uh, because look, he he nailed that role. He had he even had the mustache, and uh, I, that's uh, one thing he has over Ben McKenzie. But you know, I'm not. Yeah, no, but right, look, I, I, I could look Ben McKenzie. It's gonna play the origin origin version of James Gordon, and I look. I'm excited about that. I think it's gonna be fantastic. What I really want to talk about now is Donald Logue as Bullock. Oh perfect my god! Casting, perfect casting. It's like, but it's, like, it's not just one of the most perfect castings for the show. It's like one of the most perfect castings of all time. That is, that's yeah. Bullock. Now he's it's... very, he's a lot thinner than the Bullock that we're used to used to see. Uh, not not many donuts in his in his mouth. Um, it, it, guys, it was a huge downer for me when I didn't see him eat a single donut. No, I'm kidding, but um, I pointed that out in my review of uh, a TV over my. I pointed out I was like it was weird not seeing donuts in his uh, in his hand or mouth. But hey, maybe the maybe the maybe the final scene of the of the of the series finale will you know will will feature him eating a donut and be like I don't know, a bit heavier. I don't know. 50 pounds heavier yeah. but they did at least keep the alco- alcoholic problem that he was you know he you know he was drinking a lot you know he was even drinking at work yeah and here's the thing you know with superhero adaptations you know you can get a lot of great actors to play roles and they're fantastic but there are very few roles where the actor seems to just perfectly embody the character you know you have robert Downey jr's iron man uh patrick stewart as charles xavier I think Donald Logue as Harvey Bullock, he belongs in that category because he just nailed Bullock fantastically. It's oh, yeah. Amazing. There's a, I want to spend some time talking about the other characters, too, because we had, for like literally 10 seconds, Corey Michael Smith as the Riddler. As some people were upset about the fact that he is working for the police. But, guys, this makes so much sense. In the future, when he becomes Riddler... He will know what the police force work, thinks like and works, and you know, how they think and work. So he will be right, able to yeah. outsmart them much, much more. It makes a lot of more sense. And and look, can I just point out one thing that <laughs> I never thought I would be able to say this, but this this penguin and this Riddler are the hottest versions of those characters I've ever seen. Like especially, are, especially Riddler. Like, <laughs> I was just want to squeeze those shit and be like, "You're so cute," because he was. But you know what was so interesting was that his rea- his reaction when he saw Gordon just figure out his riddle. Why did he get surprised? By the way. Well, I mean, they didn't really go deep into it, but from what I gathered, Rid- uh, Edward Nigma is working in a place where you know he's trying to get people to answer his riddles and either they don't know the answer or if they're like bullock they'll just tell him to shut up and just get straight to the point and like i said from what i gathered i feel like gordon is one of the few people who's actually been able to answer one of his riddles which just 
I think, threw him off. Oh, yeah, I totally agree on that. And, um, and you know, even though we only saw him for a few seconds, I, you know, they're, they're obviously setting him up for something bigger later down in the series. And uh, I think that he said in an interview that this season is all about the rise of Penguin. And um, so I guess maybe next season will be his season, I guess. Uh, I know I do know he's a series regular, which is interesting. It's a huge ensemble cast. And uh, especially in like, how many actors they have cast for the series regular parts. And uh, David Mazuzas as Bruce Wayne. Oh my god. Uh, you know, we've seen the, that, that scene so many times when they die, when they get shot. But man, it was painful having to hear that scream well and that's the thing most of the interpretations of the wayne's murder that we've seen you know bruce is obviously shocked and he's crying but he never you know he never like screams or yells anything he just sort of takes it in silence and you know maybe they did this somewhere else but that was the first time i'd ever seen a recreation of that scene where just bruce screamed out in terror and pain and hurt i think david mazuz did that great yeah, and oh my god, when he was crying next to Gordon, that was so sad. And like, I'm sorry, I was I got slightly irritated at Gordon when he asked, like, you want to tell what happened? I was like, no, he doesn't want to tell what happened. He just saw his parents die in front of him. I know, well, I know, they were invested and stuff. Uh, but give the you know at least they would wait until they got to poli- to the police station in the Batman Begins movie to ask what happened and so on. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Although, if I can bring up something really quickly, um, you know, obviously, bat- in this comic books, Batman is one of the smartest people on Earth. You know, he- there's a reason he's called the world's greatest detective. And I don't know if the writers were doing this on purpose in the pilot, but you notice how even after watching his parents get killed, he was able to give a pretty good description about what the killer, you know, obviously the killer was wearing a mask and stuff, but he was able to give a pretty good description about, like, the clothes he was wearing and stuff. So, I'm wondering if that was sort of a ride, the writer's way of indicating that this kid is pretty damn smart. But he's Bruce Wayne. Of course he's smart. He's always. I know. Smart. Yeah, no, we know that. But I mean, it's still worth knowing that even at 12, the kid's the kid's a brain. Now, why was he wearing a mask? If is that not Joe Chill? See, okay, that's the question because you know there have been many different versions of. The Wayne's murder. Yeah. And, you know, early, n- not necessarily early on, but around like the 60s, 70s, 80s, and maybe even 90s, the thought there was a, there was a, with the Wayne's murder, they made it seem like it wasn't just a random mugging. It was actually a hit on the Waynes. They were being assassinated. Whereas more recent interpretations of the Wayne murder have just emphasized the chaotic nature of crime in Gotham City. And, you know, they were just killed by a random mugger. By the way they they showed this, not just this scene, but, you know, everything else that happened in the pilot, I'm leaning towards that the Waynes were killed for a reason. It wasn't just a a random movie. Yeah, it was a conspiracy. Now, why were they killed? You know, because they were rich philanthropists? I have no idea. We may find that out. Maybe they'll leave it hanging. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I remember in Earth One, which was written by Jeff Johns, Batman Earth One, phenomenal book by the way. You should you should pick it up if you haven't. Uh, that that murder is uh, something that that was planned. So, what we see in the show, it, it's a possibility. Uh, I I think that 
based on how Bruno Heller writes, based on what I've seen, I could see that this guy would probably go the route of making the death be something that, that was set up and that it wasn't random because um, that's what I think. But um, no, but overall, uh, it's a fantastic pilot. I think that, like I said, Robin Lord Taylor, he he was the breakout star of this show, and um, I, I, you know, I wanted to say more about Catwoman, but she, she was awfully quiet in this pilot, and she was just staring and looking and so. And by the way, why was that bottle of milk almost empty if she stole it from? <laughs> like that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, just just to, probably just an editing mistake. They cut out maybe a few seconds worth of footage, and no, they by the cut time out, they, we no, they cut out a few a few, few minutes. The, yeah, yeah they just decide, milk. Just decide not to show the whole milk process. Just short feeding the the last cat. Yeah, and yeah, and some regarding Easter eggs. Um, no, that guy wasn't a Joker. All the if that had been the Joker, that would have been interesting. Uh, the comedian at um. The, you know the fish moon's place, and we had what else did we have? I well, one that just springs to mind. It's not like a really impressive Easter egg or anything like that, but a uh, bullet calls up Gordon and tells him to meet him at Fourth and Grundy. Well, yes, Solomon Gr- that, Grundy. Yeah, uh, and no, I don't think he's going to be on the show. No, by the way, I hope not. I hope no, well, not. well, Arrow is using him right now. Like, we, we don't know if we're going to see him on Arrow again, but. Yeah, that's something we're gonna we're gonna talk about later in this episode. Um, interesting. And um, no, but I, look, if you haven't seen the Gotham pilot, you know it's on Hulu Plus, uh, it's on Fox's website, iTunes, Amazon Prime, and so on. And it's it, I recommend it to I recommend it. it's a it's a fantastic pilot, and I I can't wait to see the next episodes. Yeah, it's and you know I uh, the other day after I'd watched the pilot, a friend of mine actually texted me who is not really a comic book fan at all. But she was asking me about it, and that just kind of proves that this is a show both for the fans and for people not that familiar with the Batman mythos or just comics in general. So everyone yeah. should be watching it. Totally. I totally agree. Uh, and that's, a, that's our review of the Gotham pilot. And um, yeah, check it out. Definitely. And what's next on the agenda? Well, let's see. Uh, we got a little bit of Flash news today. Yes. Uh, well, not really flash news per se, more just clarification. A flash clarification. Yeah. yeah. Um, TV Line reported that Pied Piper would be making an appearance in The Flash. Now, we already knew this uh, back when the whole we were getting news about the pilot and stuff. Uh, Hartley Rathaway was uh, said to be one of the main cast members, but we never really heard anything uh, after that. But uh, according to TV Line, uh, Hartley in the show will be, quote, a one-time mentee of Dr. Wells's who lost his hearing in an accident and is now out to wreak havoc with an invention of his own. Yes, and we also heard uh, details that it's going to be mid-season. Right, so mid-season, like episode 10 and beyond or around that point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, that's some, somewhere. Give or take. Uh, yeah, Give or take. I could see him being in episode 11 or whatever. Um, see, here's the thing. 
I'm a little bit mixed about this. Um, now, I know that, you know, in our Pied Piper episode we did, oh my god, it was months ago. Uh, it's, oh my god, it's, can you realize how many months it's been? Um, no, but in that episode we pointed, you know, there, there was two, there are two versions of Pied Piper, the pre-52 version and the, the new 52. And it, I like the new 52 version a lot because one, he, he can hear, uh, two, he is together with David Singh, and three, three, is that he could uh, that he was a vigilante uh, and not a villain? Well, act- well, I mean, it's been a while since I've read that New Fifty Two Flash storyline, but I think they do acknowledge that he was at one point a villain, but then he reformed. So I real I wouldn't be surprised if they go that route with the show. You know, have him be a villain that Flash maybe fights a couple times, but then he, yeah, you know, he reforms. And you know, I was just surprised that they decided to go with a death version uh it's gonna be interesting to see though because th- this will be the first time we actually see a combo c- character on tv being deaf uh who's uh, who originated as a deaf character in the comics uh but i, I just want to see if they're gonna you know does he does he do sign language uh in the comics or is he i, I haven't read that much of pipe piper from the previous two eras so i have no idea yeah he may work i mean if he's deaf, he probably does know sign language. He may wear a hearing aid, but, you know, I, I'm glad that they're looking to both, you know, the New 52 and the pre-New 52. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's characters. good. That's really good that they're doing that. Yeah. Uh, I, but I was always hoping that when it came to the Pied Piper that whenever we do see him on the show, because I knew that they were going to bring him on at some point. I just think that it would have been fun if it had been the New 52 version, but who's to say that it couldn't be, like, you you never know what could happen. Um I would love to see a version of the character where he's like almost a little bit of both. Uh, at least when it comes to his costume though. Because I think he has a very cool costume in the comic books right now. Right, yeah. he had, Like for the New 52, his costume is definitely cool. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he may be, a, he'll probably, he'll definitely be a villain this season. But, uh, you know, we could see him become a hero next season. And, you know, plus with David Singh on the show, they're, Almost a sh- not, you know, it's not one hundred percent guaranteed, but they'll probably have those two enter into a relationship. Oh, I hope well. so because I it would make me so happy as someone who is a member of the LGBT community. It would make me so happy to see two men on on the comic drama get together. Actually, uh, because on Arrow we have Sarah and Nissa. Uh, so it would be nice if Flash had one of those two. And you know they haven't really said if this version of David Singh is homosexual. Well, you know I, we never find that out in the pilot. Oh, also remember that uh, I don't remember exactly when this was announced, but they did say they would be introducing two gay characters in the show. So I think it's a it's a pretty good possibility that Hartley will be gay in the series. Well, Hartley is gay because that's what what T. Yeah. Line said. Um, yeah. But um, I was wondering though if. Um, David Singh is gay, but we—I guess we'll have to wait and see. I may yeah, bug. I may bug. I may bug uh, Patrick Guest on on Twitter and be <laughs> like, "Hey, hey, is he gay?" It would make me so happy if you say yes. Um, but yeah, that, that, and then we also uh, we uh, last week they announced. Uh, I think it was last week, or it was this week. They announced Deadline announced that CW has ordered three more scripts for The Flash, as well as the other, their other new show, Jane the Virgin. And uh, so I'm I'm happy for both shows. And uh, that you know, the thing is, that I think that what it means that they ordered three more scripts. That doesn't mean that they're gonna eat order three more episodes, though. Although because it's The Flash, it's gonna get a back. It's gonna get its back order nine pretty quickly. 
uh, <laughs> quickly because it's Flash, uh. but uh, <laughs> and punny. But uh, so that's good. That's good to hear that you know that you know because they have shown a lot of confidence in this project, and uh, so of course they're gonna order at least you know more scripts. Um, you know maybe. <sighs> You know what could happen is that what if they just order more scripts, but they didn't realize that look, it's gonna be an expensive show. Maybe we just should just do Flash as a thirteen episode uh, season show. Well, I mean that is a possibility, but you know with the way the CW most, does most of their shows, I think that they're just gonna wait until you know those first couple episodes air. They'll see how many viewers it gets and such, and uh, you know, like you said, it, they're confident in the project, which is why they ordered those three additional scripts, but. I don't know. Personally, I think it's more likely that it will get that back order oh, to yeah, give it, it a full season. Oh, look, look, I, look, I want it to happen because I, I want to talk about, you know, I would love to have 23 episodes to talk about The Flash and, uh, you know, for a whole year. So, it look, it's going to happen. It's just that I, if it if they would go a sleepy hollow route, though, to after 13 episodes, they pick it up for a second season again, um, I, I wouldn't mind that. But, you know, I don't like I don't mind any uh, uh, possibility. Right, I mean, we're getting the flash. More episodes, or even if it's just thirteen great quality episodes, we all win. Exactly. Uh, do you have anything else on the flash front? Oh wait, well, we do have one more thing. Um, we finally have some more clarification. Um, something we pointed out in our plastic episode a few days ago, uh, with uh, the great Shaq Matthews, is that Multiplex has been confirmed to come to the Flash, and um, the the, the CW released a second. Uh, um, her second synopsis for their second episode, and uh, it's called what is it? I believe it's called the fastest man alive. Exactly, and uh, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna read it here because we usually do that in a spoiler section for the Flash podcast. But we do know it's been confirmed now that Michael Christopher Smith is gonna play um, De- uh, Black and um, Denton Black. Right, and also it's worth knowing that this episode will also have uh, guest star William Sadler, who played the president in Iron Man 3, as Simon Stagg, who is a uh, character from the Metamorpho comic, so that'll be cool to see as well. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how they do, and uh, it's going to be fun to see, you know, we because I don't think, it's been a while since we saw a villain multiply himself. Uh, I don't think since X-Men 3 we haven't seen something like that. Well, if you d- actually, if you if you watched Heroes during season four, which you oh, know, right. admitted, admittedly a lot of people had dropped off by then, but if you were still sticking around, they did have a they did have a guy who I think his name was Eli who could clone himself. But it's definitely been a couple years. So yeah, it's uh, it's you know I'm loving all the information that's coming out, and uh, I think that's it. We have Multiplex is coming for episode two. We have three more scripts being ordered for The Flash, and. Pied Piper. Pied Piper. So, cool news. And um, speaking about other DC Comics shows, uh, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but I did. I do, I do want to address this a little bit. Uh, Spectre coming to Constantine. Exactly, yes. The Spectre will be appearing specifically Jim Corrigan, who, yes. I, who I believe was the first Spectre. Uh, he will be played by Emmett Scanlon. I think that's how you pronounce that. Who, um... You know, he's been in a couple things here and there. Uh, he actually appeared in Guardians of the Galaxy as the uh, head riot guard. But, you know, I think his uh, role in Constantine will have a little bit more substance to it. 
Yeah, I I just remember uh, it, because it's he looks so familiar. I feel like I've seen him like lots of places, but I I don't know, man. Maybe hmm. Just has one of those faces, maybe. Yeah, one of those faces. Uh, I'm I'm excited about this. I think the Spectre is a very cool character that I want to learn more about. Uh, look, he has a pretty badass costume, so it would be nice to see how they do him. I know that Fox were actually doing um they were they were developing um a Spectre TV show back in 2011. Uh, they had a, a pilot was written and so on, but it just didn't go through. And so they, they have tried to do it in live action before. And I, I do know that he was, well, he, well, we didn't see him per se. And, um, in the actual episode, we did get a mention of him in Smallville. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. In the justice society episode, written by Jeff Johns. Yeah. Well, it's he's definitely a great character to bring into Constantine. You know, we know they're gonna. At, at, we don't know exactly when, but they will be introducing more mystical characters from the DC yeah, which, universe, which they should. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, Spectre is just a great character. You know, he's uh he's delivering God's vengeance. So and, and Papa Midnight is coming. Right, right. Papa Midnight. I'm not as familiar with him, but he's yeah. He, cool. he, but he's gonna be played by Michael James Shaw. And uh, that's all we know. <laughs> right on. And uh, okay, so that's that's Constantine. Uh, let's talk some uh, some Arrow for a second. Uh, I know it's nothing came out this week, although you know because I'm sure that something will be announced on Friday. Because hey, that's what always happens when Annie tries to release an episode uh, before the weekend. They will announce a news item, and then Annie will not have it in the episode because. They record it early or whatever. But, um, but Ross, to get you, man. Yeah, yes, it's a conspiracy. No, but, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but Arrow, they found their Raza Ghoul. That was the, like, I think that was the latest casting announcement they had. Yeah, I mean, we knew he, we had known since Comic Con that he was going to be showing up as the main baddie for uh, season three, but. Finally, we know who will be playing uh, Ra's al Ghul. I don't have the name pulled up. Hold on. <laughs> Matt Nabel. From another Riddick? Spartacus Another Spartacus alumni, it's worth noting. Wait, he wasn't... Sp- th- are, are you not talking about Nick Terabay? Uh, sorry, everyone. I'm getting confused about my... Uh... But yes, uh, but Matt Nabel will be playing Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, he's from... Uh, he, yeah, he's from Riddick, I think. That's right, Riddick. And, uh... I'm 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 cool with this casting. He looks like he could play a great uh, Ra's al Ghul or you know Ra's al Ghul, depending on who's uh, saying it. I re- remember the scene in Batman Begins when that g- woman goes up to Bruce Wayne. She she says, "Is someone here to see a Mister Ra's al Ghul?" I'm like, "Wow, really, lady? I love it. I love it, Mister Mr. Ra's al Ghul." <laughs> I'm like, you're not even trying to pronounce it right. Uh, I think it's epic. Uh, it's going to be nice to see. I think it's very nice. Um, he looks intense. Um, I'm wondering what his costume is going to look like, though. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't think it'll be exactly the same as what they showed in the preview, but we did see, you know, in that Comic-Con preview, the, the Ra's al Ghul costume, you know, the green robes, all the decorative rings the ornamental sword so it'll probably be something a little bit different but i think we can expect uh this ross al Ghul perhaps to be have a little bit more flair than say uh the liam neeson one 
Yeah, although Liam Neeson, he was he was amazing as well as a ghoul. Oh, definitely. Because he was also the first actor who got to bring him to live action, I believe. Yeah, plus, I mean, you know, there was that twist. We thought Ken Watanabe was the real Ra's al Ghul, but uh, no, no. Liam Neeson was was, No, no, no. No, or as Fish Mooney did. (laughs) I did, I seriously did the finger thing. Did the click with the finger movements. I love Fish Mooney. Hashtag love Fish Mooney. Uh,. I, I can't wait for this third season, man. It everything looks perfect, and it's they have so many characters coming in. You know, they have Manhunter, they have um, they have uh, <laughs> Carrie Cutter, who is Cupid in the comic books. Uh, we have Ted Grant coming in. We have Ray Palmer. Which, by the way, I just remembered they also uh, this was again this was a little bit while ago, but Brandon Routh did say that. A costume Ray Palmer is will, yeah, he will be wearing a costume in the show, so uh, we will we'll probably be getting the Adam. Yeah, real deal. Digger Harkness coming to the show, um, Captain Boomerang, and uh, and and Komodo, who will be in the. I think it's in the second, second episode. Yeah, episode. I think that yeah. the episode description was just released for that character uh, for that episode, so it's looking good. Well, that's all the current TV shows that are on that are, that's about to come on and that is coming back and so on. But uh, we do have, you know, we talked about it already. But you know, it's you know because it's DC Television talk right now. Supergirl lands um, lands a spot on CBS. Right, series commitment too, which is a big yeah. deal. Yeah, and. Um, I'm interested to see what's gonna what that's gonna be like. Uh, I'm excited, but I'm mostly interested to see what's gonna be like because this is gonna be very different from what we saw in Small with Supergirl, and it also makes me wonder. You know, okay, DC Cinematic Universe and DC Television is not connected, so what does this mean for Supergirl? Uh, because they say they mention her famous cousin in the logline, but it makes me wonder. Will Superman be able to be able to be mentioned on the show? I think, you know, yeah, I think he'll be able to be mentioned. Whether we get an appearance from him, that is probably significantly less likely. Not impossible, but less likely. I mean, at most, they may do it Birds of Prey style, where you just briefly see him. But I, th- I think they're just going to focus their attentions on Supergirl, and they'll always, you know come up with some excuse for why Superman isn't around. Oh, he's off saving the distant world or something like that. And um, I don't know when they're casting for the show. I don't know. They, I think they're writing the script right now. I don't know if it's been completed yet. But um... Well, if they're writing the script right now and they're aiming for this to be released next fall, I don't know. I wouldn't expect a casting announcement until maybe in January or so. Yeah, although I could... Depending on how quickly they're doing this, uh, or how fast the, um, the development is for the show, I wouldn't be surprised if we did hear something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, this year, you know, it would be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, the, you know, the, I've been seeing tons of who's who could play Supergirl in the CBS's Supergirl show. Uh, it's so hard to be able to to have to say goodbye to Laura Vanderwood because. He was so phenomenal as Supergirl in Smallville 
that, and I wanted to see more of her as Supergirl, that it's going to feel so early in a way. But look, I'm excited to see what happens. And um, then there's another show that they're working on right now, which is... Titans. Teen effing Titans. Like, oh my god. Now, I will say that I was slightly more happy and and, and excited when I heard about Teen Titans. Um, because Teen Titans, I think he belo- they belong on television. Uh, as I, I think it's a good concept that you can do on TV on a weekly basis. Uh, I think if you did it in a, mo- in a movie, it, it would feel like, oh, only two hours. Look, I, w- I would like to spend 22 hours with them per year on TV. So I think it's amazing. But the, the reason we bring up Teen Titans is because we don't have any news about Teen Titans because it's the only thing that's been announced that they're doing it. on They're developing a pilot for TNT. But what what was it that happened a few days ago, Adam? Well, Mark Pedowitz, who is the president of the CW, was, you know, he was talking about the, the he was talking about Arrow and the Flash and all that. And, you know, this isn't a confirmation of anything. He's not saying this is going to happen. Yeah. But he did say that there was a possibility that Arrow and Flash may cross over with Titans. And I'll, I'll read the quote. What you'll see embedded in Flash and Arrow is that we'll have the ability to test characters out. Is there room to grow them into the next show? I cannot tell you, yet, to tell you that. There are discussions going on. So he's basically saying, you know, they'll introduce more characters on Flash and Arrow. And who knows, they could get, the, get a spinoff. But then there's also room, you know, depending on how things go, maybe Titans could crossover with these shows you know we don't know for sure yet but it's a possibility now that that article they do mention the fact that the uh, tnt is also time warner owned so it could happen yeah yeah i i would say it's definitely it'd definitely be easier to do that than say Supergirl. crossover yeah with supergirl or maybe even fox or constantine because you know they are dc shows but they're not they're not warner affiliates yeah, um, that's that's true, and uh, all I do know is CBS. It's part of Time Warner, I believe, but also at the same time because you know I think it's a difference. I think it's a difference between connecting uh, a network show with a with a cable show, uh, uh, you know, compared to a cable, you know, a, a network show to another network show because I think it's a bit more tighter. Yeah, the the net the uh, the network channels are sort of more. They have more of a rivalry going with each other, where you know cable is a whole separate thing. So, I doubt they would have any ill feelings towards connecting with TNT, connecting with the CW, or anything like that, just because it, it works completely differently. Maybe not completely differently, but not not the same. Yeah, but the, but the thing I I wanted to discuss with you, Adam, about it is that is the question of should they connect it to Teen Titans? Yes, I mean, of all you know, obviously. Arrow and the Flash are going to be connecting very tightly to one another. But as far as connecting to the other DC superhero shows, if you're going to only pick one out of their whole lineup, yes, Titans is definitely the one you want to cross over with. Just because, you know, they already have the superhero lineup. It's it, it's a it's the perfect advantage. They got to take advantage of this. Yeah, I, I look. I I think that like Adam said, if you if you're gonna have to pick one of them. Um, you know, Gotham. I don't think it's a good fit uh, because I just don't think it's a good fit personally. It, it would be weird to have a kid. You know, like it's it's weird that all these characters in Gotham is young, while you know at the same time in the present time. You know, like I said, it seems that the Gotham show is set in present time. 
if they're going to connect it to Arrow and Flash, it would be better if it was straight up Batman being part of the Arrow Flash universe. Um, which but, isn't going to happen. Yeah, which is not going to happen at all. But So I would say not Gotham. And also because it's on Fox, and I know Fox can sometimes be a little bit challenging to work with when it comes to network and network. Uh, Constantine could work, um, depending on what happens in its first season. Because, you know, I know that Flash and Arrow, they don't have the magic side of things right now. It, they, may, they may never have it. But I think it could work. So let's say that... Let's say that Constantine doesn't work out on NBC. CW could pick it up. And then they could make it part of their universe. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I think... I think if maybe uh, Arrow and Flash sort of hint at the more magical doings of the DC TV universe, then it could definitely work. But as of now, you know, that that's not happening. Yeah. So and Supergirl, you know, that's that's also you know the fact that she's Supergirl. She's a, she's an alien basically, and you know, and, and I like the fact I like to ha- have the Flash as you know, the super character of the the CW universe at least. You know, I know there's other metahumans out there, but you know, it would kind of feel Unnecessary to have both Supergirl and the Flash. Although, because it's Greg Blandy, it could work. It could be interesting to see how it all works out. But I would prefer if it's not Supergirl. If I had to pick between Supergirl and Teen Titans, I would say connect with Teen Titans because then you can use Roy Harper in a different way. Uh, you could also have, you know, when when we do see Wally West on the Flash, you know, we could always put him on Teen Titans then because then you can basically have two shows that has a Flash each. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, you know, as far as Wally West goes on the Flash, we don't know when he's going to show up. But when they do introduce him, that's the that's the great thing about Titans. They could always just sort of seamlessly move him from Flash to Titans. And the same goes with Roy Harper. I mean, yeah, right now he's working in Starling City with Oliver, you know, taking down crime. But you know, as in the comics, eventually Roy Harper goes off to do his own thing, and so they could definitely do that in a TV setting too. You know, he tells Oliver, "I have to go, I have to strike out on my own," and then you know he meets a group of other similar uh, vigilantes and uh, he'll fight crime with them. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, and also because I don't know, it's just it would be fun to see some other younger superheroes um, being part of an, an Arrow Flash universe. And also at the same time, you know, because I know that Steve McQueen, he really wants to play Nightwing. And I, the funny thing is, Adam, when you wrote your article about Teen Titans, you were like, so sorry, Steve McQueen fan, it's never going to happen. Let like, me cl- No, 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 yeah, let me clarify. Yeah, yeah, I, I was about let, to give no, you that opportunity. Let me clarify. I, I, I admit I worded that wrong. I was trying to say his opportunity to play Nightwing on Arrow was decreasing. Now, that's not to say that TNT won't cast this Nightwing. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and also, remember the fact that because... Some people would argue that um, that, that that all these DC TV shows, you're doing the uh, the multiverse thing. That there's multiple, you know, there one is Earth 22, one is Earth one, and whatever. And uh, so that could be the case where we see multiple versions of a character on different TV shows. We see, for example, we will see a different Solomon Grundy on Constantine. We might see a different Solomon Grundy on Batman, or whatever. No, it's not gonna happen. But you know, you know what I what I mean, basically. So you could see a Nightwing on TNT while you see a Nightwing on um, on Arrow. Now I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think if you're doing a Teen Titans show with Nightwing as the lead, then I don't think you want to be distracted by having another Nightwing on a different TV show. Yeah, that that's definitely that's definitely the case. I mean, 
you know, while we have Arrow, I don't think they would bring on like a completely different green Arrow into the show just because he's already the star of one series. But, you know, like the case of Solomon Grundy, you know, in Arrow, he was a guy that was uh, juiced up on Mirakuru. But then, you know, if Constantine brought him on, they would probably follow his comic book origins a bit more closely and have him be a hulking zombie. So, you know, if they can differentiate enough between these different versions of the characters, then it could work. But when it comes to someone like Nightwing, I I just don't see it happening. Yeah, no, I, I it's I, I agree. So I, I would say that you should connect it to Aaron Five with Teen Titans. I think it would be perfect. Uh, you could then play around with you know you could also use Deathstroke too. Um, although it would be kind of weird to see our version of Deathstroke that is on Arrow, but, you know, start suddenly start shading a bunch of teenagers. Um, or, you know, I, I do not, they call it, they're just calling it Titans at this point. So who knows? It could be, you know, it could be, it, it sounds like it could go with young adults. I think, so that, I think that is the case. I believe in the deadline, the original deadline report, I think they're going to be around their early to mid twenties. So yeah, so it, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be too weird to have Deathstroke, you know, chasing him and so on. Uh, I just that just that means I'm just imagining him running after teenagers, and the only scene I get in my head is when he was sitting in the car with Fia, and he was like, "Get out, get out!" Manu Bay, he really loves to do the Batman voice sometimes. When he gets angry, the inner Batman comes out. Yeah, well, well, we all have an inner Batman, don't we? We do. We just keep ours a little bit more uh, underneath. Subtle. Whereas he, yeah, more subtle. Whereas he, he's not afraid to let that one out. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Look, I would like to discard, you know, start a discussion about this, and um, you know, let you let you guys, t- you know, talk a little bit about it as well. Maybe you can comment. Uh, you know, in the comment section on the website, uh, what you guys think uh, whether they should connect it or not. Uh, I think it would be so much fun if they did, uh, because you could have you could play with Roy Harper there, you could have Deathstroke there. They could even you know even Fia could go over at some point. Yeah, and but one thing to remember is that you also have to do it in a way that it works for the general audience who perhaps isn't as familiar with the comic books. So. You know, obviously, with characters like Nightwing and, you know, Starfire, Raven, who else is on the team who hasn't been done on TV yet? They're being introduced for the first time, so newcomers are just fine out about them. But if someone like Roy Harper were to be brought on, they would need to introduce him in a way that makes sense to both the comic book viewer and the general audience. So that the comic book viewer is like, oh, yeah, he's on air. Cool to have him here. Whereas the regular viewer won't be like, wait, where did this guy come from? What's going on here? They need to introduce him in a way where it's like, if you're interested about Roy Harper before this, you can check out Arrow. Other than yeah. that, you're good to go for now. Because it would, look, I think they need an archer on, the, on their team. And I did I, I did a piece for TV, I remind, uh, recently, where I, 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 I wrote up 10 characters that I would like to see on the show. And it was a mix-up between uh, Teen Titans and John Justice members. So, and that's what they... Thing I kind of want to see on the show. I I think it, I want to see a combination of both those teams as titans. Yeah, because you know, obviously, as much as fans want it, uh, the Young Justice animated series won't be coming back anytime soon. So if we're gonna get something, yeah, thanks, thanks for reminding us, Adam. Thanks. Sorry, I'm here for I'm here to bring the hard truth. But but I agree. If you're gonna bring a show like Titans on to uh, onto TV, then yeah, why not mix some elements of Young Justice into that? I mean. 
yeah, the Teen Titans have had a lot of members, but I mean, there's there's no reason why they can't look to something like Young Justice for uh, diversifying their roster. Yeah, and um, yeah, and you know, going back to the the, the whole connection uh, subject, it's just like, why would you not connect it to Aaron Flash? It would. I think it would make more sense and so on because I, I and the thing is I, I mentioned in my article for TV Remind that when it came to Kid Flash and Wally West I said that look I don't want to see a, an African American on TV while we see another version on of Wally West being white because I I would t- I could totally see them actually going back to the original version of Wally West and I think that if, you look if you're introducing if you're going to introduce Wally West to TV he should he should only be black at this point. Yeah, I mean, if that's the route they're going with the New 52, I guess they might as well keep it, sort of maintain that. Yeah, and now I know some people will, will probably get pissed off from me saying that, 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 that I only want to see a black flash, but it's just that, look, let's do Wally West in a proper way, and if, if, you, can, if, you, have, if you need to have him on two TV shows played by two different actors, then just have them both being black. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Because you just, it's just going to be so weird for me as a viewer to see, oh, there's there's a white version of Wally West, and there's a black one on TV, on Flash. Uh, and, you know, look, I think it's a great thing that he's black now in the combos. I've said it on multiple occasions on this podcast, and, I, and I'm going to stick to that. I'm never going to give that opinion up. And uh, so it, it, there's a lot of questions about that. And I wouldn't want to see Blue Beetle, for example. And I think that could be a great way to connect it to... See, remember when the Teenage Show was announced, do you remember the first thing I I called I called you up and I said, Adam, what if Blue Beetle is going to be on Tina Titans? Maybe that's why they couldn't use Ted Cord. Jaime uh-huh. Reyes. Yeah, Jaime Reyes. no, I would definitely love to see him in the team, especially yeah. considering that you know, couple. I think I can't remember if it was last year or the year before we got that live action test footage of Blue oh Beetle. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah, but I mean, nothing ever came of it, so maybe this is uh, maybe this is where we'll see him. And um. No, no, but I, and I think that this could be a, a subject, subject we can go back to later in the Flash podcast and see, you know, like why they should connect it to, to, um, to Flash and Arrow. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's, I think it, I think they would g- gain a lot more in connecting those two shows. It would definitely be worth their while. I mean, two of all the DC TV shows, Arrow and the Flash are the superhero shows. So if you're going to introduce another superhero show, then just just go for it. Yeah, and it's like, look, I understand that. Look, we're not going to connect it to the movies, but can we at least ha- try to have some consistencies with uh, the TV shows at least? Look, you already have Gotham and Constantine being in their own universe, basically, and that's probably and Supergirl probably going to be the same case. So at le- can we at least try to have some show that could be connected to each other? Right, give us, uh, give us at least one kind of uh, larger universe rather than a bunch of divided ones. Which I mean, we already have, but why not? Uh, why not make the Arrow Flash universe a bit bigger? Yeah, but the, but I, that's gonna wrap up our discussion about DC television for you know, in general, basically. It's an exciting. It's an exciting time to be a DC fan, for sure. And um, yeah, we we might do one of those episodes again where we can perhaps talk about you know a few episodes of Gotham, perhaps with Constantine, and then Arrow and so on. You never know. Uh, if you guys like this format, you know we may do this as a special episode. You know, it may when the Flash goes on hiatus, maybe we can do one of those, you know, recapture episodes of uh, what's been going on in DC television. Definitely, that'd be cool.
And, you know, guys, we're this is our panel. Like I said, this is our ne- uh, next to last episode of uh, Season Zero. Uh, on the, you know, we're going to release uh, our season finale next Friday. We're going to record it next week. Um, talking about some things, you know, that's happened in the season, something that, that are going to happen in Season 1 out of five podcasts, there might be some changes coming up. Um, I can't say anything else further than that. But uh, no, but it's it's been such an amazing season, and it's 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 gonna be a, a huge thank you episode to uh, all the guests that came on. And uh, Adam, you, I know you're gonna be back to do that episode with me. I'm so excited about that. Um, I'm psyched, man. Yeah, boy, am I excited, uh, <laughs> Fish Mooney. Um, uh, but you guys, you know where you can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on theflashpodcast.com. That's your, that's the, that is the official website of the show. Um, the official website of the show. And uh, we would like to get some more comments about these episodes on the website. So uh, when you see a new episode on theflashpodcast.com, feel free to leave a little comment. Let us know what you thought about it. And, you know, talk to us. Uh, you know, so, you know, respond to our topic that we're talking about. For example, like with this episode, with all these TV stuff. Are you excited about Gotham, Flash, Constantine, uh, Teen Titans, Supergirl, and so on? Let us know. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theflashpodcast. Twitter at the Flash Podcast. Simple as that. Try to help us get to 5,000 followers. It would make me so happy if we got to 5,000 followers before October 7th. And you can find us on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. And guys, I know that our past two or three episodes hasn't been showing up in the iTunes store. Trust me, I've contacted Lipson about this, and they're doing all they they're they're working as hard as they can with iTunes iTunes to get this issue solved. A lot of podcasts have been getting this problem lately, which I, I think is a shame because, you know, it's important for all our pod- <clears throat> it's important for all of our podcasts to get it, uh, to get our episode shown in the iTunes store. Uh, you can still get the episodes from your iTunes library because you sus- if you're subscribed to the podcast, you will get those episodes there, but it's, if you go to the iTunes page, if you go to your browser and search for the Plash Podcast on iTunes, you won't see the past, you won't see the, late- the free latest episodes. So trust me, I- I'm working on, on that, but one thing I want to ask you is, if you can do us a favor, subscribe to us, rate and review us, let us know what you think about this podcast, what can we do to improve the show, and what you love most about the show. That's a great way to help the podcast, aside from downloading it, of course. And you can find, find us on, like I said, on Stitch Radio. We're part of the Flash Fan Circle page on Google+, which is run by my good friend Hank from uh, tfna.com. Make sure, to check, make sure to check out his work. And um, uh, and you can email us at theflashpodcast.com if you have any questions about the show or the podcast. Uh, Adam, where can people find your work on the internet? Uh, the best way people can find me is by following me on Twitter. I'm at Adam underscore Holmes 789. Uh, I tweet about a, lot, a variety of geek topics, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, all sorts of stuff. So if you, if you ever want to chat with me about geek stuff, just shoot, shoot me a tweet. Um, I write news articles for Unleash the Fanboy. I especially enjoy covering uh, DC TV movie articles. Enjoy giving my take on those. And I also occasionally write list articles for whatculture.com. So uh, be sure to check those out. But uh, yeah, best way to find me is on Twitter. So uh, look forward to hearing from you guys. Yeah, and uh, look, we are so excited about our season finale next week. And uh, um. We may actually ask on Twitter what was, what, was, what was some of your favorite moments from season zero, and um, yeah, I'm um, 
I can't wait to do it uh, with you, Adam, uh, on the show. And um, yeah, we're we're so close now to do series premiere, you guys. It's I'm I can't wait. I can't wait. And uh, until next time, guys. I'm Andrew Bacht, and we'll see you on the Flash Podcast. <laughs>